Morning, everyone. Feel free. Uh, we got coffee, lachaims, uh, cakes, donuts, uh, the, the full works. Uh, make yourselves comfortable. Eat, drink. Uh, while we learn, eat, drink, be merry. <laughs> while we shtag Torah. Um, okay. Uh, so we're continuing the topic of sharing ovens for Milchig and Fleischig, and we're getting, we're, we're doing the deep dive, right? Never superficial. This isn't the 10-minute shear version. Uh, this is the three-hour shear version, uh, where we get deep into every source, look at it from every single angle, all the different possible issues, uh, and then where we come out with uh, all the different post-game, and we understand fully where each one is coming from, uh, the different tainas, the different rayas that they're bringing from different gemaras, different svaras. Uh, so we mentioned last week the issue, the possible issue of reicha. We said that the aroma transfers, the Gemara says, when you have two pieces of meat uh, that are being roasted in the same oven, that the aroma can transfer from one to the other. And we mentioned that that whole issue, we, we said we're machmer for it lechatchila, but the evidence is not a problem, meaning the ikra dem we hold reicha lav milsa, reicha is not a problem. But we said we're machmer for it lechatchila, but only if you put both foods in at the same time. What that would practically mean is that if you want to share your oven for both milchig and fleishig, reicha, the issue of aroma transferring from one to the other, is only a problem if both the milchig and the fleishig are inside your oven at the same time, then we're machmer for lechatchila. But if you would put one and then remove it, put the next one in, it would not be an issue of reicha. Now let's move on to the second possible issue when it comes to sharing an oven with, for milchig and fleishig, which is the issue of zeya, the steam that's released from the food uh, that's going to get into your oven. And now we have to be cautious that when you put in the, the next food, uh, then maybe that steam is going to rise up, absorb uh, the, the previous steam. Let's say you put in milchig first, that steam rises up, absorbs into your oven, then you put in your fleishig. The fleishig steam is going to absorb, drip back down into your food, and we're going to have to see if that is going to be an issue uh, when it comes to sharing ovens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they both have to be uncovered. If even one of them is covered, again, not going to be an issue of reicha. Uh, so uh, yeah, both uncovered has to be a smaller oven. We said our ovens are considered small. Um, and it has to be that one of them is fatty, but we said nowadays we don't know what's considered fatty, what's not considered fatty. So unless it's something like bread, uh, then, we, then, we're in, then we're not mako. Uh, but bread, you can, the taz we brought down last week, says when it comes to hafrashas challah, right? That's an issue of reicha, right? Let's say you put in your hafrashas challah, which is asr for you to, to eat. You put it in the oven. Uh, now are we worried that the aroma of that bread is going to spread to the rest of your food? So lechatchila, we don't do it, right? We try covering it. And that's why we try, because we, we want to cover it so that the aroma doesn't spread. But, bidyevet, uh, if a person put in their hafrashas chala, they didn't cover it. The Taz says it's not going to trafe up the rest of the food. Why? Because um, reicha is not an issue by something that's definitely not fatty, which is uh, bread is definitely, even though it has oil in it, uh, but it doesn't, it's not a, it doesn't have like a fatty kind of content like meat. Uh, or something like that. It doesn't create a whole aroma to it. Uh, therefore, bidi evid or meiko. But lechatchila, of course, cover up your freshest chala, burn it in. If uh, for some reason you forgot, uh, your the other f- the other food in the oven is going to be okay. 
Uh, um, we're talking about a particular type of oven, or is it all ovens? Doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. So I mean, practically, we're going to be talking about our ovens. We'll have to see if their ovens were any different than ours. Uh, we're so. And uh, microwaves will be the next topic. We'll have to. <laughs> yeah, because uh, microwaves basically the walls aren't going to get hot, uh, but the food itself creates a lot of steam. So you more steam coming from the from the food, uh, walls get less hot. So there we're going to have to see uh, based on the applications that we're talking about now. We'll have to then apply it to to microwave. Why steam? Because my understanding is that when you boil something and steam comes out, it's pure H two O that's coming out. It's not. Even if you make a pizza and it's steaming, yeah. there's no like, the actual steam is just pure water. It doesn't have like cheese flavor in the steam. Uh, uh, so I mean, halakhically it does. I, I'm not sure scientifically. I'd imagine, I mean, the steam definitely smells like whatever the food is, right? That's why, uh, that's why it smells so strong when you're cooking up your chicken soup or your chalent, right? You open up that lid. Whoa. <laughs> these, these, these modern steam ovens would be a whole new layer of problems. When the oven actually creates yeah. steam, that would be an additional problem. Yeah, steam ovens are, are a whole new beast because it's meant to create steam and the steam is meant to spread throughout the whole oven. Um, and lavdafka are the sides because we'll see one of the tainas. Okay, I don't want to spoil anything here. Uh, okay. Uh, rem remind me about that question again uh, once we get into Zaya. Okay, so here we see the issue of, of Zaya. Now it's interesting, there's no Gemara that talks about Zaya directly. So in order to find out about Zaya, we have to look at a Mishnah and Machshiran, how the Rosh learns up that Mishnah. Uh, and based on that, we kind of come up with the with this halacha of, of Zaya. So the Mishnah Machshiran, Perik Beis, Mishnah Beis, uh, is talking about all different things that can be machshir something from Tuma. Uh, so basically, Simon's eating that banana. That banana can contract Tuma as long as uh, there's some kind of moisture, it's wet, uh, that water comes in contact with it. Once water comes in contact with the food, with the drink, with the kli, so then it can contract tuma. Uh, if it's purely dry, then it can't get tuma from something else. Uh, so you touch a sheretz, it has to be wet in order for it to be makabal tuma. Otherwise, it can't be makabal tuma. The Mishnah Machshirin is going through different things that can be or something that can prepare something to be makabal tuma. What's considered moisture, what's not considered moisture, and enough moisture for it to now contract tuma. Uh, so one of the things that it says, merchatz tamea. If you have a merchatz, a bathhouse, uh, that place can contract tuma. And zeasa tamea. The, the zeya, the steam that's coming from the merchatz, also is enough to help uh, the, whatever's in the bathhouse contract tuma. So what do we see? That when it comes to tuma, zeya, which is the steam, is enough to be considered a liquid, uh, and it can contract tuma. So says the rush based on this mishnah. Uh, Sorry, isn't it Yeah, uh, the, type of, the type of liquids. No, so yad shachatama is the type of liquids that it needs that needs to come in contact with the food in order for it to contract tuma. So zeya of one of those. Yeah, so of one of those, and the practical example here is merchatz tamei zeyasa The Mishnah brings other examples also. But, so yeah, this is this one would be water, but it would be the same thing if you would have steaming blood or uh, <laughs> any of the other uh, any of the other examples. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Just getting creative. Yeah, steaming fat, or yeah, something like that. Um, okay, uh, so, so says the rush uh, in the chuva over here. Uh, so the shaila is, uh, this is source number five on page number three. 
so the shaila he's asked is al alphas, which is a skillet, choleves of milchegs, right? So you have a milcheg skillet. So basically, the way they had their ovens was that there was uh, slots on the top for a pot. So they would put their pot on the top. Now, can you stick a skillet under inside the oven, uh, and the skillet has milchegs in it? The pot is fleshig. Is that going to be a problem of kashras? So uh, a skillet's like a pan, shallow, shallow pan, yeah. It's open. Uh, yeah. It's open. It's not like a pot with a lid. It's open. Right. Open. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, so basically Kedera is always going to be liquid inside, that's generally how the post can use it, and then something like a, off, like a skillet or a pan is generally for like dry, uh, putting in solids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go, oh, we switched to <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, wait. What's the like authoritative uh, uh, dictionary or lexicon that translates halakhic... Uh, Expressions in Aramaic. Uh, um, terminologies. Yeah. I'm sure there is. Yeah. Gastro <laughs> is, I don't know if it's uh, <laughs> kosher enough for everybody. Yeah. Everyone uses it. Everyone uses it. Google? Google Art Scroll. I love it. It's just such yeah. a great Ariel, old book. Ariel I just love it. Yeah. Just the smell of it. Aria Carmel has a little beautiful booklet. Which one? Aria Carmel has a beautiful booklet. Like a diction. Now, not basic terms in Gemara, I'm talking about like something obscure like this, like how do you get a skillet to yeah. go from this old Aramaic? <laughs> from Aramaic. office, yeah. I mean, it's used so many times, and like you can, and the post can all talk about context. it, yeah, yeah that you, you put dry food in the skillet, yeah. yeah. Uh, generally speaking. Uh, and then Kedera, like, ever, is used everywhere. Yeah, it always means a pot, is, and with, but it's, uh, it's used usually for. Pot. It's not a steel pot. Uh, it's steel in those days. Cool. Right. Yeah, I mean, it could be either. They have matches. So they, they had but some kind of... But material, you have to have a, you know, a different type of metal. Uh, 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 it's a different type of metal. It's a different type of metal. Iron, refining the process. You know. Yeah. Iron, okay. Uh, uh, let's dive in. The truva of the even if it was done, I would even say that the stuff inside the Kedera on top is going to be Asar, because the steam that's coming from this pan, it's just like the Chalav itself, just like the milk itself. And then where does he bring his Raya from? Our Mishnah in Machshirem, Perak Beis. Merchatz temeya that a merchak is merchatz is tamei shalmayim sheuvim. We're talking about drawn water. Zeyasa temeya and it zeya is also going to be tamei just like the water from the merchak is tamei. Also the zeya is going to be tamei. We see that the zeya has the same din as the water itself. Shaminan we learn from here the zeya hayotzas min hadaver chashuva keosio daver that the zeya that leaves from something. It's considered like the object itself. 
So what that would practically mean, right? You have Zaya coming from the coffee as the same din of, as the coffee. Let's say, God forbid, our coffee wasn't kosher. Uh, I don't know, Luwak coffee, or I'm not saying that that's not kosher, uh, but you have some uh, bizarre kind of coffee with uh, I don't know, uh, pig flavoring or whatever, oyster flavored coffee. Uh, so then the Zaya would have the same din as the coffee itself, the steam that rises, same din as the coffee itself. Steam that comes from milchig is like milchig, steam that comes from fleshig is like fleshig, uh, steam that comes from treif is like treif, right? That's what the Rush is saying. Does it have to, if for the sake of argument you had a cholent pot up the top and you made, you had, you fried eggs, right? Yeah. Uh, without butter, but just fried eggs underneath, but in a milchig pan, does that, does that apply as well or not? Uh, so we, uh, so then it would not be there's an no issue, milk, there's right? Because no there's no milk. Product, no milk product in the pan itself. Yeah. Uh, so so then you wouldn't have zero. It would just be blias. So that would. So now your eggs might be fleshig if the pot was a ben yomo, meaning if it was within 24 hours. Yeah. Then your eggs will be fleshig. But it's not trafe. You know, right. It's not trafe. It wouldn't make you. You won't have to wait six hours for it, but it'll have the status of fleshig, meaning you can't now add cheese to it. Yeah. Uh, but the zaya that comes out wouldn't be, would not yeah, would, would not affect it. Does it matter if the um, milk fry pan was used for milk within 24 hours? Uh, is that my question? Uh, for Michael's question? Yeah. Uh, so so it doesn't. Let's say, let's because say the, the zaya is only like the thing itself, but you need the thing itself to actually be in there, so not the bleus. So meaning the bleus now doesn't steam up and turn into steam. Uh, you need the actual mamoshas to be yeah. there, not bleus, uh, in order for That's the steam to be like the thing yeah. itself. Uh, okay, great question, Michael. Woo, getting lumpish. <laughs> uh, so he continues on. Let's finish off here. Nimtze zeya ha'alfes choleves he kechalav. So just so it's going to come out that the steam that's rising from the pan is going to be uh, is going to be milcheg he kechalav. It's like milk itself. Vahavi leke tipas chalav shenafal kedera, and it's going to be just like a drip of chalav of milk fell on top of the kedera on top mibachutz outside sheosra kedera, and that's going to asher up the kedera. Vafilu yesh bekedera sama kedera. Even if there's 60 times uh, the amount of drop, it's going to answer everything around it. If there's 60 times 60, uh, then it's going to be okay. Uh, topic for a different time. Um, okay. 60 times 60, that's 3,600. Yeah, because basically you're saying the tipa is going to rise up, and then if there's not 60 times in the, in the area that it went, so now it ossers that. Uh, now you say this is all like a piece of uh, iser, and then uh, and then it can osser up the, the food in the pot as well. Uh, so you need 60 times 60. <laughs> it's quite a lot. That's quite a huge uh, quite a huge number. Um, okay. Uh, so, so, so what's he saying over here? The rush. He's basically saying steam is just like the food itself. And here we get our source that zaya of something is going to be aser. So now, uh, let's just see a, a few more halachos. The trumas adeshen in the next source. Okay, until the time of the rush, no one else <coughs> discussed this. Uh, pretty much. Uh, this is one of the big questions. Uh, and it'll be the million dollar question at the bottom of page number four. <laughs> what? Million dollar? Yeah. <laughs> It's the million dollar question. Everything in Allah is. <laughs> yeah, uh, so the rush is quite late. Uh, and why do we need the rush to be done at the Gemara itself? Should have mentioned it. This certainly had to have been a problem in the Gemara somewhere. Not only that, but the Gemara is talking about Reicha. In the case of the Gemara, it men- mentions nothing about Zaya. 
Uh, so what's going on over here? So whatever we answer to the million dollar question is going to dramatically affect the halachos. Uh, and that might be some of the, the kulas that might apply to ovens and why the post can get so heated about the... Hang on, but maybe... to what I asked before. Yeah. Let's say for the sake of argument, the eggs were done in butter, right? Yeah. But the eggs, the bulk of the item is eggs. It's not that like you've got milk in there or anything like that. Does the same apply or not? Uh, so, so then we say the steam would answer it. So once there's you butter, the steam from the, is the butter. steam from the butter. Yeah, the steam from the butter. The steam from the butter, because it mixes in. So part of it is. Uh, there's no steam in butter. Ah, okay. So, yeah. Okay. So, so we'll have to get into the premagadam. The premagadam talks about congealed fat, uh, and he discusses if it, if it lets off enough steam or not. <laughs> so we'll have to, whatever the Prima Gadim says by congealed fat, the same will apply to butter. I mean, anything that has any kind of liquid content is going to be able to steam. Right? So once it once it boils up, then it turns into into water vapor, and then it's, what? It's got to have water to steam. Everything's got water. Yeah. Yeah. So it has to have some kind of water content to it. Of course, it, yeah, butter has one. But, but isn't it shayas that uh, yeah. the Gemara talks about Reicha that it's talking about really it's talking about Zayan? Huh? Gemara is talking about Reicha. Something's coming out. Yeah. So maybe that's maybe it's talking about. So then it's, it, that would mean it's only an issue if they're both in at the same time. So Vaiter wouldn't be. Wouldn't be a pro- so uh, then it could be even more make. <laughs> okay, so so let's take a look over here. So we also have the Bach. The Bach says that the uh, oh sorry Truma Sadeshen. Uh, we're in source number six. The Kamashir Achaka Hahu Dekasav Arash. Uh, the Rosh is saying you can't put the milchig pan underneath the fleshig pot. How much do you have to separate the two, right? How low? How low can you go? Uh, so, so it seems, says the Truma Sadashan, that the shear is that if the Zeya isn't Yatso Ledesbo, so then, even if the zeya is going up an hour or two, right? You let it steam for a full hour, two hours. There's no iser in it. Unless the kadera itself is going to be hot and boiling. So then, even though the steam is going to be cool, if the kadera itself is, uh, is yad soledisbo, then it heats up the steam, and then viter can absorb, right? Uh, so either the the steam itself has to be yatso ledesbo, which is quite hot, right? Uh, your average coffee isn't letting off steam that's yatso ledesbo, even like an inch or two above. Uh, if you have a uh, pot of boiling soup, so then the lid on top is for sure going to be fleshik. Why? Because the steam that's rising up is for sure yatso ledesbo. Um, okay, so he continues over here. He says it's the minuk pashat uh, that we let uh, our salami. Uh, he just says basar uh, liyabish the dry 
on top of the kira, on top of these ovens. Uh, that we are all constantly uh, cooking chalav on there. Even though some of the steam is going to come up. That's milchik. Since it's not yatsa ledespo, the actual steam. This zeya is not going to aser up the salami that's hanging on top of your ovens. Uh, so okay to hang your salami on top of your ovens as long as it's far enough where the zeya, the steam that rises, is not going to be yatsa ledespo. Uh, so the Bach basically says on this that therefore, uh, in order for steam to aser up a food, it has to be that there's a direct, uh, a direct steam, right? So sometimes you have your steam, it's coming up like straight, and then at a certain point, uh, it starts kind of uh, cooling down and it doesn't go straight up. Once it cools down, then it starts kind of spreading. So as long as you have kind of rolling steam, then you at least have a suffix if the steam is going to be Yatsa Ledesbo. And if you're not sure, basically, Rabbi Berkowitz says based on this, if you're not sure if your steam is Yatsa Ledesbo or if it's not Yatsa Ledesbo and if it ossers the thing that you put on top or not. Uh, so he says the way to check is to see was it a direct uh, you know, pillar of, of steam that went up, or was it rolling steam uh, that was kind of rolling around? So generally with your coffee, right, coming from an urn, uh, when you pour the coffee, let's say you then added milk, you're concerned uh, if the steam went up into the urn or not. Uh, so generally we're machmer that the urn spout is considered milchik. Right, topic for a different time. <laughs> Let's like a sidetrack there. Uh, but uh, but uh, generally speaking, as long as uh, your coffee isn't rising straight steam right up to the urn spout, it's generally going to be rolling steam. So you wouldn't have to be machmer in such a situation. Uh, but if uh, if you have a situation where there's direct steam coming up, right, your mom is boiling a pot of soup, uh, there's going to be a pretty strong pillar of steam. Uh, so if you put another pot, let's say, uh, on top of it. Uh, if it was the direct stream, you're going to have to be machmer. Uh, if it was just rolling around or it was already high enough where the steam isn't shooting up directly, then a person can be makil uh, and assume that the steam was not yatsoledispo. Now, if you have a fan in the oven, does that not spread the steam around and make sure that it's not direct steam? Uh, yeah, so a fan in the oven would break, might break up the steam, but you're going to have another problem where we saw the we saw the truma sadeshin we said that if the pot on top is yatso ledesbo then it then it heats the steam that's coming in now the steam that's coming in is hot steam even if it already cooled or was broken uh, so then for sure the steam is going to be hitting the the oven at a yatso ledesbo temperature because the walls itself of the oven are yatso ledesbo uh, and therefore it would absor- it, it would or could absorb uh, we'll have to see uh, some of the... It's like a sort of a perpetual motion what's going on here. Inside the oven? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like back and forth continual transfers of heat. Yeah. Uh, so it's almost like one cancels out the other, doesn't it? Uh, what do you mean? One it's all simultaneous, like, you know, depends where your source of trafe is. What is the source of trafe that we're... Yeah, so here it's going to be milchig and then putting in fleshig. Uh And it'll also come out, there'll be other halachas also, right? What, let's say you walk into an Airbnb. Can I, do I need a kosher the oven? Can I just put my food in? Uh, there might be extreme opinions that hold. Don't even need a kosher. Uh, your oven can put your food in, no problem. Uh, same with chametz uh, for Pesach, right? You used, uh, used it for chametz the whole year. Do we have now say that the chametz is absorbed in the walls of the oven or not? 
Um, all this and more to come, <laughs> to come <laughs> once you get done. Uh, Maybe if you're not sure what the answer is, you just leave your hand there if it burns. Then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So exactly. Once once you pull away your hand, then you have a uh, you have <laughs> you have a gauge. <laughs> Um, okay, so this is how the Ramah Paskins Lamaisa, right? So even though, right, we it's only the rush that brings us down, which is a Rishon, we don't find it in Gemara's, this whole halacha of Zeya. Lamaisa, the Ramah, brings down this halacha of Zeya, and he says, If you put this pan of Chalav under the Kira, uh, under the the the, the fleshic pot, uh, the Zeya is going to rise up, be absorbed into the Kedera on top, into the pot on top, and it's going to oser it. So what do we see? The Ramah Paskins, Zaya is a problem, right? And we always follow the Ramah. He, um, together with the Shulchan Arach, they code the uh, Jewish law for us. But says the Haga, that's the Shulchan Arach, right? So the Shulchan Arach brings this halach of Zaya of the Rosh, and says the Haggah, says the Ramah. Maybe that first statement, that's the Mechaber? Yeah, that was, that's, that was the Mechaber, yeah. Uh, sorry, I wrote Ramah here. I should have wrote Shulchan Aruch and Ramah for source number seven. Uh, apologies. I'll fix that afterwards in Mirz Hashem. Uh, okay, so says the Ramah, This is all talking about where the pan is open. Uh, as uh, Dr. Robinson mentioned, We're also talking about He's also bringing down the Trumas Adashin that we saw, that it has to be close enough where the yad is, where it's yad soledesbo, the the actual zeya. But if it's not yad soledesbo, it's all going to be mutter. She brings down the trumas sadeshin's case uh, that you can leave your salami hanging on top of the the oven area. Okay, there is shalchalav, even though you're going to be cooking milchigs uh, milchigs on that in that area. We're not choshesh for the zeya that's going to rise up because it's not going to be yad soledesbo. Similarly, if the pan would be covered, everything's going to be mutter. Because it's going to be like two different kederis that are touching, that they don't oser each other, unless there is liquid in between to transfer the flavor. For sure, that's going to be the case by Zeyav. Miu lechatchila yesh li zara b'kolzeh. Says the Ramah that lechatchila, you should be machmer with all these things. Uh, and therefore, not a good idea to leave your salami hanging on top of, uh, if you're cooking your buttered eggs, etc. Uh, on the, in that uh, stove area. Uh, but, me'ikar aden, it's mutter, as long as it's not yatzal edisbo. Miu lechatchila yesh li zara b'kolzeh. Okay. Uh, so now, so we come out that Zaya is Asr, it's like the food itself, right, coming from the rush. Uh, and there's this big issue of Zaya. Uh, is it Deraisa or Derabanan? Uh, Rabovadia and the Minchas Yitzchak also quotes uh, the Ginza Yosef, who both hold that it's Derabanan. Uh, they say it based on a Pnei Yoshua, uh, who seems to indicate that it's Derabanan. There are some who suggest, uh, so Rab Rura uh, goes into a whole shtickle. Torah, how it's really Deoraisa, because it's just like the food itself. That means, just like the food would aser if it's Yatsaletisbo, so too, the Zaya is going to aser uh, to the same degree. Uh, so it would be aser Deoraisa, just like um, just like, um, just like the food itself. Okay. Uh, so we have Lamaisa, Zaya of a food is aser. Now we have to see how that applies to ovens, but first we have to answer the million dollar question, which is that we saw yet last week. Uh, when it came to Reicha, right, we saw the case in the Gemara of uh, you're roasting two meats together, right? One is uh, one is your Korban Pesach, the other one's not. 
different scenarios over there that you're roasting them together. And the Gemara is only discussing this issue of, of Recha, of aroma transferring from one to the other. Why is it not a problem of Zeya, that the steam of one piece of meat is going to transfer to the steam of the other piece of meat? After all, the Gemara has to be talking about you're roasting it inside an oven. A, because that's how they roasted things back then. They didn't have uh, barbecues. Uh, there's no uh, there's no open grills. Uh, they roast. They, they used the shawarma stick, like the spit. Oh, the right? spits. Yeah. The spit inside the oven. They would use the spits. No, I thought it was like. Oh, on an open open flame. Yeah. That's, the, that's what the Mishnah picture is. You know, oh, the is the, over the open flame. Yeah. Always the. A fire pit. Yeah, uh, but they didn't have like a grill plate or like anything like that to uh, to roast their. <laughs> so anytime, I guess either they would do it on a spit or they would have to put the if they did it in some kind of pan, they would do it inside the oven. Uh, so so also be, uh, so besides for that, the Gemara says um, that the. Uh, that it's an issue of Reicha. So in order for there to be an issue of Reicha, of aroma transferring from one piece of meat to the other, it has to be it was in some kind of closed area, right? So it had to be it was in an oven. And besides for that, the Shulchan Aruch says, Meforash, when it brings down this case in the Gemara of roasting two pieces of meat side by side, the Shulchan Aruch says that we're talking about betanur inside an oven. So the Gemara is talking about a case where you're roasting two pieces of meat inside an oven. Right, so if we're going to say that inside an oven, Zeya is also able to transfer, it's not just an issue of Reicha, so then why didn't the Gemara mention in Psalm, why didn't it mention that there's an issue also of Zeya, of the steam of one piece of meat transferring to the other piece of meat, which the Chaira seemingly would be much more of an issue. Right, you would have your Korban Pesach, which is Kachin, the steam is rising up into your oven, uh, and now your whole oven is going to become uh, kachim, right? It's going to become uh, kachim, and you're not going to be able to, if the next thing comes in, then it's going to be, uh, you're transferring flavor of kachim into your non-kachim meat, uh, and in your non-kachim meat, it's also going to have all the dinim, which is that your carbon Pesach was only nechal lemnuyav, you had to be counted in order to eat that piece of carbon Pesach. So what's going to come out is that even the non-Pesach meat that you cook in that same oven can, cannot be eaten by any random person. Only the people who were uh, accounted for, for that carbon Pesach, are going to be able to eat everything in your oven. The Gemara mentions nothing like it. Uh, so why didn't the Gemara mention that there's... question. Yes. They're all in the regal. They're all travelers. They're not bringing an oven and they're not building an oven. Yeah. They're, they're cooking it in an open place. Yeah, yeah, okay, so it could maybe be. Maybe that's why it's not uh, maybe millions of yeah, Jews. But, but this are specific. Not build millions of ovens. Yeah. But, but a piece of meat, you can, as long as you roast it, it's kosher. You can roast uh, your carbon pesach, you can roast. Uh, so the Gemara is talking about where they roasted it inside an oven. Yeah. I mean, the oven makers would have made a millions, you know, if it was oven making. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, if you have to go, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah anybody can go anytime. We're already past time over here. Okay. Shkoyach, Shkoyach, Michael. Thank you so much. Um, okay, so let's let's see some of the possible answers to to what's going on over here. Why the Gemara mentions nothing about Zaya, Why it has to come from the rush? A reshown much later. No Gemaras are mentioning Zaya. Why didn't the Gemara not say it's a problem by ovens? No, it's, it's interesting that the Ravadia brings a proof from the Pnei Yeshua. 
Yeah, why? Oh, he's just bringing from the Rishonim, and he's trying. Yeah, yeah. he looks for sources everywhere. <laughs> uh, Rishonim, Acharonim. Yeah. Uh, so he's just trying to find something earlier. Yeah, but it's a good point. Maybe it is talking about Zay. I mean, it's talking about you got your oven roasting, your kotchim, your non kotchim. Yeah. So it's talking about Reicha, but that is what's what's it talking about? It's talking about the steam, no? What is this Reicha? No, Reicha is a whole different. Reicha is smell. Reicha literally but means smell. But that's, but that's so it's the aroma that's coming from it. Yeah, it's a whole different. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a much lighter gather. But how do you know the aroma is not through the steam? So also, aroma is not like the food itself, right? Now we're saying the steam is like the food itself. Aroma is not like the food itself. And that's why you can put one after the other, and there's going to be no... If we have an issue with, with the Reicha, then we have an issue with, with steam. Right. Because it's a stronger... Yeah, and not, yeah and, but not only that, we paskin Reicha Lav Milsahi. We paskin like Rava that, right? There's a machlok, it's Rav and Levi. We paskin uh, Reicha Lav, lav Milsahi. Uh, so what that would technically right, uh, means... On the steam. Yeah. No, so the Gemara should have mentioned the steam. That's much much more of an issue inside an oven. So why is the Gemara leaving it out? Right? That's, that's a pretty glaring question over there. Uh, so whatever we're going to have to answer to that question is going to dramatically limit the application of Zaya. Uh, and that's what some of the heterim that we're going to probably use when it comes to using milk and inflation in an oven one after another. In the same oven, and it's also because of no rate, because the rate is not a thing. It's, I'm assuming included in that is also the zaya, because what's going to say if there was no steam, then it's mutter, but I, yeah, but then if there was a little bit of steam, then it's also yeah. So why is the Gemara not worried about steam? Uh, it's but, tying but, into the same question. Why is the assumption that reicha doesn't mean steam? You yourself said that steam has smell. Huh? Yeah. Uh, so steam is a higher level than reicha. Uh, I think it's all the same thing. I don't, know. I, I, don't uh, I don't understand how it couldn't all be. Yeah, I mean, the way the Rush is describing it and the halachic implications of the Rush and the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah, it's definitely not what the Gemara was talking about, Reicha. Because right? Reicha, first of all, we paskin lav milsa. Steam, we're saying, is definitely milsa. Right? Could traf up as the din of the food itself. Uh, so steam is going to be much more of an issue. The question is, why didn't the Gemara mention it? So let's see some of the possible answers. We have the Sefer Evan Yikra. Uh, we're going to quote him later on. And he holds that any oven which has a fire lit inside of it, known as Haseku Mibifnim. Uh, any oven, you have a Seiko Mimifnim, there's a fire burning inside the oven, it burns up the stea before it ever reaches the wall, right? So why was the Gemara not worried about the, the Zaya that's coming from uh, the carbon Pesach meat to, to your regular meat? Uh, so it's not worried about the Zaya because we're talking about there's a Seiko Mimifnim, the oven walls get very hot and it'll burn up the steam before it ever reaches the oven walls. Okay, that might be a huge heter that we can possibly use for our ovens as well, right? Maybe we could say, say that our ovens will burn up the steam before the steam ever reaches the oven walls, in which case it'll never absorb into the walls, uh, and we can be mako to put uh, milk after flashing. That's going to be one possible. The elements within the oven? Yeah. That, that's the fire that uh, would burn it. Yeah, exactly. Most yeah. Uh, and we'll have to see. Some posts can say, oh, our ovens aren't Haseko Mibifnim, our, our ovens are Haseko Mibachutz because there's a plate right. in between. There's a metal plate. The, the Sefer Avernierka is talking about where there's Mamish uh, open fire underneath. Uh, 
Uh, but many, most posts can say that little plates doesn't make a difference, especially because it's shel matchas. Matchas is different than cheres because matchas spreads heat much more easily. So uh, so yeah. Our ovens equate to Gemara's kira. The, what he's talking about a tanur, which is much hotter. So our ovens are considered the coolest of the Gemara ovens. Yeah. So then to extrapolate that our oven is creating a heat. Yeah on par with their hot ovens it might be a fallacy. Uh, maybe, uh, but it can also, it, metal also spreads to the whole oven much easier, right? So they just had a heating element on the bottom, not necessarily at the top. Um, ours, if you feel our ovens, they're super hot at top, right? That's why you when your pizza, your pizza burns from the top. A stone oven retains the heat much better than a... a yeah, stone oven retains the heat. Uh, po- yeah, probably. Uh, for a longer period of time, right. uh, but ours you kind of leave <laughs> leave it on, uh, so it's consistently heating, right. meaning it's not like the fire so goes. We have to be confident that we can we can equate our oven to the Yeah, oven. yeah. Uh, so okay, so you will see it's all part of the machlokas over oh. here, and we're we'll yeah, that's both ways. Always the way, we're always making analogies from exactly, yeah. our experience in the modern world. We're trying to understand their experience, which we had no experience with. Right. Uh, but you can look how they use their ovens and be like, oh, okay. and that's why we have post games. Some of them are saying their po- their ovens are worse because they mamish plastered the food on the walls of the oven itself. Uh, so of course their ovens were worse. And then other post are saying, no, <laughs> their ovens were better because they had a proper seiko mebifnim, and uh, therefore might have not, and they might have been open at the at the top or at the side. Uh, our ovens don't have an opening. Other post say our ovens do have an opening because they has to be a vent uh, for the for the for the steam to come out. Um, okay, we'll see we'll see all the applications. Uh, so just a few more answers for the million dollar question over here. Why did the Gemara make no mention? Um, we only find it in the rush. Uh, so we also have the answer of the base mayor on the primagadam. They hold that liquids produce zea, not foods, right? So solid foods, which is like the case of the meat, right? Even though there are fatty pieces of meat, the Gemara says, they're shmenem. Uh, but nevertheless, it's a, it's a solid, it's not a liquid. Only liquids, only a kadera can actually produce steam. That's the, um, that's the Russia's case. Uh, but something which is solid is not going to produce seam. That's a big header of the primigodim. We'll have to take a look at that as well. Uh, and based on that, some posts can more allow somebody to share an oven for pizza, uh, but will not allow something like um, uh, a milchuk soup or something like that uh, to be put in a fleshig oven. Uh, okay, so we'll have to look at the heter of the primigodim as well. We also have the answer of the Beis Shlomo. He suggests that in their time, they used the ovens uh, where the w- roof would kind of slant upwards and there would be an opening at the top. So the Gemara is talking about you put the, the stake directly under the open part of the of the kira over here. Uh, and therefore, uh, the, the zeya can go out of the oven. There was a hole on top. So as long as there's a hole on top, the, the zeya can leave. That's why the Gemara was not concerned about zeya. It's only concerned about the reicha uh, that would still get trapped inside. Uh, and yet other people suggest that their ovens were small enough, that reicha was a problem, but large enough where zeya wasn't a problem. Right? And based on, that, on this, people might say, oh, our, our ovens are smaller, uh, so therefore there would be zeya, uh, and it would just be a kind of a size thing over here. Uh, so, so they hold basically Zaya is only an issue in very small ovens where the steam can go directly up and reach the walls. Uh, but it's something which is bigger, the steam already can cool down or spread apart uh, and it won't be as direct. So basically based on 
how we answer this. This is going to bring some of the possible heterim that might apply to our kind of ovens. Next week, we'll take a look at uh, if steam does reach the walls of an oven. We'll get into some of the science, all the spars of the post game, both lehakel ulahachmer, uh, whether or not steam comes from our food into the walls of an oven. Uh, we'll have to answer, what do you mean? You open up the door of an oven, all the steam comes billowing out. What, <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, but yet at the same time, you don't see a lot of driplets at the top of your oven. What's happening? Is there steam? Is there not steam? Uh, so we'll get into the as far as both ways. Uh, then after that, we'll have to discuss if it's only liquids that create steam or solids as well. Uh, based on that, we'll have our, basically our two possible heterim when it comes to using an oven for both milk and fleshig. Now that we have uh, our two possible heterim, we'll look at all the post-game and cautious organizations, what they hold regarding uh, sharing an oven. Uh, and hopefully come out with something very practical. Shkach, everyone. Have an amazing week.